Thank you to Rocket Money and HelloFresh for sponsoring this video. More on them after the reaction, peeps. Citizens of the Reject Nation, it is time for Reacher Season 2, Episode 2 and 3. We're going to cover both of them back to back today. John, how you doing? I am ready to kneel Lee at the altar of Reacher, baby. I think that's fine. Anyway, guys, hey, why don't you go ahead and tell us, well, what are you thinking about Reacher Season 2 thus far? If you're here watching it, this video, that means you've already seen these three episodes. So let us know in the comments what you guys are thinking. And also, hey, leave a like while you're at it. That would be extremely appreciative. Also, subscribe and click the notification bell to get notified when a reaction for episode four is up here on the Chanel. And thank you to Prepper for helping us edit down these reaction highlights. And as always, full length reaction watch along where you sync it with your own copy of Reacher that is available for our super sexy rejects over at our Patreon page. Over there, John and I cover several shows exclusively with reaction highlights and watch alongs included. Let's get into action, people. Get going before you're all arrested. Burn everything we stole. Yeah. <laughs> <Sad>. <laughs> Stick it to him. <laughs> Holy shit, it's Swan. Oh, no. I was working at New Age. Damn. With the people who've been trying to kill us. At two Swan. That's a reveal. Yeah. Oh, well, he was just clearly undercover. Yeah. Climbing the ranks. Yeah, he was just doing what needed to be done, all right. Jeez. Aloha, Reject Nation. Greg here. So if many of you guys know, most of my days are a couple of hours of filming, and then most of the time it's dedicated to, like, editing and a bunch of other computer work, often accumulating to, like, 10 to 12 hours a day. And on top of that, comfort food is, like, my life's biggest vice. But as many of you also know, working out and getting healthier has been a massive component for me this year in particular. So in this whirlwind, I have found myself a perfect ally for quick healthy meals, America's number one meal kit, a meal kit that I have subscribed to prior to ever agreeing and working with them. So yes, this is a genuine testimony, and that is of course for HelloFresh. And HelloFresh isn't just about ease, about bringing health and flavor to your doorstep. And this holiday season, forget about the stress of planning meals for your health-conscious friends. Friends like me, who will breathe down the back of your neck, being like, I can't eat that. That's unhealthy. So with HelloFresh, I'm looking forward to hosting holiday dinners that are not only delicious, but also cater to healthy lifestyles. Best part, the variety, it is incredible. I'm pescatarian, so they have these delicious meals, just like Dijon onion crunch salmon over lemon broccoli spaghetti. And for my more plant-based days, the vegan maple carrot power bowls. They aren't just meals, they're culinary adventures. I learned the word culinary. During a long day, the last thing I want to do is spend a while cooking. And that's where HelloFresh's 15-minute meals are a lifesaver. They're quick, nutritious, and oh-so-tasty perfect for my nonstop lifestyle. So why not join me in making this holiday season both health-conscious and delicious with HelloFresh? With over 45 recipes and seasonal add-ons to choose from every week, there's always something new to try. And here's something to cheer about. Go to HelloFresh.com slash rejectsfree and use code rejectsfree for free breakfast for life. That accurate? That sounds way too good to be true. There's no way that can be true. Go to HelloFresh.com slash RejectsFree and use code RejectsFree for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box as long as your subscription is active. Tag your HelloFresh creations with hashtag HelloFreshPicks and at HelloFresh. And let's cook up some fun and healthiness, Reject Nation. Remember, it's America's number one meal kit. Hey, Reject Nation. You know, running real rejects is an incredible journey. It's something I am truly grateful for, but I got to be real with you for one second here. Manage 
managing the business side, especially taxes, to put it lightly, is incredibly overwhelming. It's like navigating a maze without a map. And that's where our sponsor, Rocket Money, comes in. A sponsor, when approached, I was so excited to work with because I kid you not, just last month, I started using Rocket Money because I needed to sort out this financial puzzle. And honestly, it's been quite eye-opening, not just for taxes, but boy, oh boy, that whole cliche of this app is true. I discovered apps and subscriptions I have been paying for that I had not used in ages. It is like finding out you've been leaving lights on in a room that you never use. So yes, Rocket Money isn't just another app. It's like a freaking financial guardian angel. It finds and cancels those forgotten subscriptions, monitors your spending, and even battles to lower your bills. Thank God. God. It's as if they're personally invested in saving your hard-earned money. Like I try, I really try to be on top of my expenses. But Rocket Money, they show me blind spots. With a simple tap, I can cancel unnecessary subscriptions. They even handle the hassle of negotiating with customer services. A relief, my goodness. To put it into perspective, Rocket Money has helped over 5 million users save an average of $720 a year. That's more than just numbers. It's a peace of mind. So I invite you, my fellow rejects, in taking control of your finances. So go ahead, visit rocketmoney.com rejects. Once again, that's rocketmoney.com rejects. Let's save together rocketmoney.com rejects. I really do stand by this app. Thank you for partnering with us. Jeez. Jesus Christ. Well, John, what'd you think? I enjoyed these episodes. I think the third one was my favorite, uh, but I do really? think. Well, I don't know. Actually, now that you have challenged me on this off-the-dome thought I just threw out here, maybe recency bias is sway. I mean, Atlantic <laughs> All City. All was, was really. <laughs> you know. Wow. Didn't think I get so much pushback on this. Well, you know, I mean, that suggests to me that maybe you like the second episode better. That's so. Really? I mean, yes. <laughs> I like these both. I, I thought that they progressively uh, started to synthesize the flavors of Jack Reacher that make the show Reacher what it is. You or sure at about least that? what I associate. Well, I don't know. You know, I think maybe it's all falling apart, and uh, this is the worst episode uh, I've seen yet. Why don't you lower my mic? You know, sure. Here we go. No. Is <laughs> <laughs> of course my B. Uh, yeah, no, I I liked the totality of these two episodes. I think I liked them both better than the first one, just in terms of like impact and enjoyment. Of the <laughs> Got to massage the microphone. Sure, it's like ASMR for you guys. <laughs> Uh huh. Sorry. Sorry about that. Don't be sorry ever. Uh, <laughs> I I liked that in the second episode we got more. Uh, we got a group scene with everybody just chilling out, and then we got some personal time with uh, with what is her name again? I need to commit it to memory. The one who you suspect, who's the numbers? Oh, the hot lady. One. Yes. Let's call that. There's a hot one. <laughs> Yep. Uh, I liked getting some. There's Neely and the hot one. Neely and the hot one. Not to talk down Neely's good looks. I, and, uh, and and then there's Sam Rockwell guy. Pretty boy. Pretty boy. And uh, Jack Reacher. Jack Reacher. And, well, you know, and then there's Orozco and, and Sanchez and. Uh, and I'm tense. And Frenchie or whatever his name is. And, uh, yeah. And then there's New Yorker guy. New York cop. Uh, anyhow. 
yeah, I don't know. By the third episode, it felt a bit more like the balance, finally, of those, you know, just kind of lived in little nuances and stuff like that, or at least getting closer to that distinct flavor that the first season had uh, with the, you know, atmospherics and the character beats, uh, but also continuing, you know, this mystery. Why do you want it to just be the first season, John? Why can't you just accept the fact that this is a different season? You know, just like the books, the books, they take place in different locations and you have different flares and different ensembles. Yeah. Jack Reacher is the constant. Yeah. And I guess Neely. And Lee Child writes every book like it's just a totally different author. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm so compelled by your, your spa day over here. Spa day. It's okay. I mean, it's not the same, obviously, but can you imagine Jack Reacher... At a massage or yeah. something like that. Everyone's thumbs break. Yeah. <laughs> no one can go hard enough <laughs> on those knots. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, the mystery is mounting. I think it's interesting that we have met, you know, the puppet puller, the, the string puller puppet master already and is a character who does not seem in as much control as like the heavy from last season. I think it's an interesting position to put a Robert Patrick in where he seems, uh, you know, certainly at the outset, like a, he's a menacing kind of guy. But the more we learn about him, the more it seems like, oh, you're not maybe uh, as experienced with this stuff as you want to appear as being, uh, which is kind of a neat thread. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Three episodes in, I feel a bit more solidified than I did at the end of the first episode because the first episode did feel very much like, all right, we got this gang together and we're and we're doing the plot, we're doing the mystery, we're doing all that stuff. But uh, I've been, yeah, just looking forward to the more nuanced flourishes the show is good at, and I feel like those are mounting with each progressive episode to some degree. Mm. What did you think, G? Well, I think compared to the first season. <laughs> Everything must be compared to the first season. It must be. Uh, no, I don't have it compared to the first season. I think the show's good. I think it's okay right now. I'm not in love with it. Same. Uh, really? Because the way you spoke about it just seemed like the most positive shit I've ever heard. <laughs> Nothing could be more positive. <laughs> I liked these episodes, and I like it. The you know I I have increasingly liked it as we've watched it, but I won't pretend that I am as enthralled or joyous about what yeah how it kind of is presenting at the moment as compared to the first season that immaculate the, the first Tom season Tom Cruise movies. <laughs> it uh, was a pretty great first season. <laughs> I can't deny that it was pretty special. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, right now, there's it, this show right now uh, just taking on its own merit. Because really, there's no connection to the first season. Not at all. They don't even acknowledge, really, those characters. Which is what I sort of expected. Yeah. I expected that that's what they would do. So I, I want to kind of judge it just based off of um, the show itself. I think, though, when, when drawing comparisons to the first season, that is to say that the first season just felt like it's a very unique type of gothic southern gothic investigative mystery show yeah with uh an ensemble of characters that really shined beyond jack reacher and he here you've got the setting of new york which doesn't really feel palpable or east coast i would say like they got atlantic city in new york um 
oh, and and I don't really get the. And I thought like, okay, maybe they should embody some of that a little bit more because like city and environment. Yeah, the first season had music tracks. This has music tracks, but except they're just kind of here. Um, first season has fight scenes. This has fight scenes, and they're good here. They don't feel as special. They feel more requisite. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the first season had Jack Reacher. You got Jack here. <laughs> and they have an ensemble in last one. They have an ensemble here. And so it's like this similar pieces, different looks for sure. I I guess I just don't find the mystery. Um, like, sure, do I want to know? find out what happens? Yeah, sure, why not? Uh, <laughs> that's what you want <laughs> but to its defense um, I remembered being here with you in the first season being like yeah I'm not that intrigued by like the mystery itself is not really the main appeal it's it's uh, everything surrounding the mystery that that is truly the appeal of the show yeah it's the atmosphere and the characters and I can't say that for this one. Uh, so far, I think the ensemble, I love the context of it. I love the idea of the characters. Yeah. People from Reacher's past, instead of Reacher being like solo, cool, mysterious guy, he gets to share some of the burden here, share some of the grief here, uh, like both like physically and literally sharing the grief, the load of the grief. And uh, people who he's like close with from his past instead of, uh, you know, um, wander amidst strangers. Mm -hmm. And yet, and, and while I think the chemistry with everyone is pretty good, I think everyone's chemistry is pretty good. And I believe the history, like I, I believe they all have, known each other i don't just feel like they're just actors cast yeah who are slapped together in a room to pretend like they've known each other like i i buy that uh i can't quite place my finger on it yet it still seems like um kind of a typical show now it doesn't quite sing of uniqueness other than it feels like a network TV show that has an R-rated flourish once in a while. Like, oh, there's F-words here. Oh, it's a little more violent than I, than you would see on network TV, uh, like general network TV. Like, don't get me wrong. Network TV can add, like, 10 p.m. slot shows. Like, yeah, those, sure, sure. They can go pretty freaking violent, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Then, but here they won't go F-bombs, you know? And, and that's... That's about, and then once in a while I do like a, a cool thing that I'm like, oh, that's surprisingly really cool, you know, like with the backing into the parking lot, mm. uh, that way they they capture that shot. Like I I prefer when they do something that does embody a little bit more of the atmosphere of the snow falling and stuff like that, or mm. or even getting like a super New York cop, super New York detective. Like I really like that. As much as it's like kind of funny <laughs> that you have like just the most New York detective, the New Yorkest detective yeah. to ever detect in New York. <laughs> There's, it, it, it helps lend a distinguishability between this season and last, and adds a real personality and flavor. And I think with its main ensemble of characters, as much I like, I like the Atlantic City Hotel bonding scene. Hmm. I think one of them needs to get killed off a little bit earlier. 
one of our main core. Probably, yeah. Because I'm like, I mean, you got the four of you guys together. It's pretty, like, you got, like, other than Jack Reacher. Like, yeah, he's like Jack Sledgehammer. I get it. But, you know, there's <laughs> essentially four Jack Reachers. Yeah. <laughs> you you all have similar skills and <laughs> yeah. abilities. You're, you're four Jack Reachers, and you and each one of you just has, like, okay, like, uh, hot girl is, is uh, you know, like more enhanced with numbers. Yes. Than the other ones. Yeah, they're all just Jack Reachers with a special skill. <laughs> yeah, like what? But they all share similar skills. Yeah, like they fight the same. They, they yeah, move the they same. think as a unit. They think, they, yeah. yeah. And so, uh, I guess they really need to sell it. It would be more compelling if they really sold us on the danger and the threat. Other, okay, a couple of them were killed off. We didn't really know them. So it would be, I think it would have helped just kind of like flipping some perspective here or allowing or, or certain build up to them coming together as a unit again. Like, you don't mess with the special investigator. I'm like, well, you could have used a little bit more of a build to these guys instead of, like, you can't just throw that in here without. It feels like a bit of a meme slogan that they told us. It feels like we were recounted the anecdote, but didn't quite get like the full experience to where we are now clued in on, you know, I don't know, the the true charm and earning of the you don't mess with the special investigators sentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there, it does feel like there's some missing pieces here or, or, or like... It feels to me like it feels like something written by different people or like a different creative voice guiding the show. And I, I don't know if they had any switch-ups in their writer's room. but I feel like they started tending to... I don't know. I don't, I don't know the books and I, and I don't... Like it's not. It's the. It's the thing. Is like. It's just not. It's not bad. It's just not as well, think, compelling or as interesting as or as fun, or uh, you know. There's a lot of a lot of every, every adjective I can think of. I'm like, it's all there, it's just all on, on a less of a higher level. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. the thing, at least to me here in this moment, uh, not to <laughs> not to keep going back to the FS, but like. Uh, the, what seems different to me is that this feels more like it's being written like a, a, this kind of show, if that makes sense. Like it's being written more with the sentiment of like, let's give more cool lines and let's have them like kind of quip each other in a way that feels a bit more heightened. Like that, again, was always there, but it feels like they're writing it more like some kind of tactical thriller rather than like the the first season seemed to be like, oh, this is... This feels like it was written to be like some sort of literary gothic mystery that happens to feature a soldier who is highly trained and who can, you know, level anybody. There's like a noirish quality to that. It feels like you're, yeah, you're following some kind of anti-hero and there are multiple genres at work, but it presents as some kind of military procedural thriller. Uh, and this feels like it's mostly just trying to be a military procedural thriller and kind of eschewing the other things that it was so charming at being and that made it, it, it kind of reminds me of the piece of advice people say it's like if you want to write a genre watch a bunch of different or read a bunch of different genres read other stuff outside of that and bring that into your genre and where i'm feeling right now is mostly like this was mostly just fed on the same kind of stuff that this is trying yeah. to be it's it's incredibly straightforward yeah um to the point where it just loses. I'm just like taken aback by that. Yeah, it loses it loses a lot of its personality to me, 
and and it makes the and, characters feel less alive. Yeah, like I this this core of characters when they're all like really quipping with each other, I'm like, y'all sound the same, and maybe <laughs> you're trying to tell me that's the point that you all think alike because you're one unit. Uh, but there but, should be some subtle be, differences yeah, if you were all would, such an great. But at the same time, you're like you're a you're a show, you're a move, you're like. I would hate to watch like Ocean's Eleven or something yeah. and be like, they all sound exactly the same. I'm like, no, I come here to watch like distinguished yeah. personalities interact with each other. Yeah, totally. you know, and, and for the most part, you're you're all you all sound the same, <laughs> and and it it does make it feel like the it doesn't feel alive, it makes it feel less alive, and it makes it like it's just, it's just not as exciting. And and right now, I am I'm. That's, that's the thing. Is like I'm not. I'm not bored. I'm just not as invested as yeah. as perhaps I would like to be. Like I think. Look, guys, it's a season two, so you're naturally going to compare it, especially when you're not a book reader of the uh, in general. Like you just don't like books. Uh, no, uh, no, like, no, <laughs> well, when, when the first season was such a surprise. Well, you. I think. Roscoe. Yeah. And Henley. And Finley. Finley. Yeah. Roscoe and Finley, like. Black detective who they keep bringing up, like, why are you a black detective why are you here? here? Yeah. And then Roscoe, with her history to the town, who could just be a generic cop character, those two are way more interesting to me than, <laughs> than anyone so in this core group. <laughs> like, they are way more interesting. Well, and, and he and Neely, like, Neely was such an interesting presence and an interesting facet to add partway through the season there in the first When part. you juxtapose her with everyone else though. yeah yeah exactly there's contrast and it's like i think there's a way to make it work with a bunch of people who share who are cut from the same cloth and who share a bunch of like experience it's like the first season had all the flashbacks and i felt like those even though those served a function in the present timeline of the story i felt like we were spending time getting to know jack reacher throughout that and i feel like the flashbacks here ought to serve a similar purpose and they kind of do but they still feel more like information delivery than they do. Like, let's dive into the character for a second and develop them. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like there's much of a character story beyond the plot. <laughs> no, there's not. And, yeah. and that's that's exactly what I was trying to bring up earlier was that it, the first season, I remember the mystery being kind of whatever. To, like, like I, I kind of am interested in the mystery, but I'm. it's everything around the mystery that makes it show so good. Great. Yeah, the mystery is cool, and but here I'm it's happy like for it's all, all about the plot and the investigation. Yeah. And I'm like, with the personalities of the characters, I'm not loving. Like, I, I, I'd rather be here just because I like Jack Reacher. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I like what this show does, so I'm willing to give the benefit of the doubt and to give a while to see where they yeah. take. And this. I'd rather, I'd rather, yeah, I would, I will gladly wait. But you know, when you do a three episode premiere, I expect to. I, I'm naturally just, I wish I was more well, uh, hooked by everything that's happening. But right now, yeah, I'm, I'm not like chomping at the bit to watch episode four. I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't think it's unfair to ask, I don't know, because the things we keep comparing to are broad. I, I don't think it's unfair to be like, yeah. I should feel the time and place. And I feel like New York, Atlantic City, these are places that beg, that have their own personality, that have their own life. We should feel like we're there. And the music, like, they clearly are making a point to have it. So, like, make it meaningful like you did the first time. Or at least 
clue us in somehow rather than just having them talk over it and me going, I like that there's music because that's kind of realistic, but also the sound mix is a little bit like it's, I'm not focused on the right thing (laughs) right now. And uh, yeah, I just don't think it's unfair to ask for those things when that's what set the show apart initially was the tone, the atmosphere, the place, the characters. Oh, and hey, it just so happens that they're great striking fights it's the other thing too is like the, the fight scenes are are, are fine but in the first season there were moments where tons and tons of moments where it's like there was distinctive impactful and i don't know just sort of like less chop chop and it's not even the the action here is shot or edited poorly it's just like there was something that was almost like sumptuous about it the first time and it was really pronounced and it really crunched and like it does in the moment like i think him kicking in the hood of the car is the most impactful piece yeah. of that uh here and even the villains and stuff like that it's like i think it's a cool subversion that we know that robert patrick is at least you know pretty much behind this or is a big player in this but you know, the first season also has that contrast where they build up at least the villains with some pretty horrific, like, murder scenes, and you're investigating that stuff and being like, wow, they they nailed this guy to a wall. That's really stark and upsetting, <laughs> you know? And there's not really much of that kind of thing either, really. Like, even when it goes back, I remember we had a moment in one of these episodes where we were like, oh, that's right, they do some messed up stuff sometimes on this show. I don't even really feel like that is gonna happen (laughs) or if it does happen i'll be kind of like oh that's right whereas before it felt like yeah those things would just happen appropriately at times when yeah you're coming across a crime scene or in the midst of some kind of scuffle or whatever i don't know i hate you i hate you but not as much as i hate anything that's not season one of jack (laughs) 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 what do you guys think are you just as satisfied as you were before? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little tired. I'm a little tired now. Oh, I'm, I'm a little more nap reacher. I'm I'm willing to I'm willing before I cast a full judgment on it. Yeah. I would rather wait because I'm like the show's done enough good. Yeah, and um, there's enough qualities. I'm rooting that, for. But right now, yeah, everything's just sort of it's decent because this could very well be a first season. That's yeah, my, that's my point. It and feels this, like it. And and if this was a first season, and I and I feel like you can do that with Jack. From what I know about Jack Reacher, the novels, from even watching the movies, like yeah, every new one is like a a new start. Yeah, new thing, new story. Yeah. They're episodic for the most part. Yeah, and and I other than some characters can carry over. You know, you can sometimes it could just be a new jumping off point for someone. They don't have to start at the first Jack Reacher yeah. book, you know? Yeah, it could be, yeah, and you could start with any of these. Here are the best ones you might be interested in trying. Yeah, because I, from my understanding, not even, like, the first season is based off of the first book, right? Yeah, it's, like, mm-hmm. a, like I don't know, whatever, and, and same thing here. Yeah. So my point being with that is, if this was a first season, yeah, I'd be like, yeah, it's fine. This is about what I expected. <laughs> yeah. A Jack Reacher show I don't to be. <laughs> really need to watch the rest of the like yeah. Whereas yeah, you whereas go, here I'm like, I'm continuing it because I really love the first season. The first season left such an impression. And I'm really holding out here. <laughs> and it was yeah. it defied so beautifully the expectation of what you thought it would be. And yeah. frankly, the last thing I'll say is that on the idea of a unit is cool, but at the same time that kind of strips away what makes Jack Reacher special. Is that he is the, he is that 
you, you ruin the specialty when because the idea is you place this special anomaly of a military human being buff dude in with this crazy Sherlock Holmes mind yeah. in the middle of like normalcy. <laughs> yeah. Totally. When you got like four of them, you kind of and then you're following that and he's accompanied by that. Sometimes he's even asking questions to the group. Where I'm going, I feel like Jack Reacher would know would that. Know this. <laughs> yeah. But he has to ask it now because he's with a group. And I, and I think something, I don't think that couldn't work, but I think that's definitely the hazard is, yeah, now Jack isn't as special of a presence because there are a bunch of people who can do what he does and probably have a similar mindset. But also, they haven't really, at least yet in the present day it's like in the past you at least have the hierarchy and you know the dynamic of his leadership whereas here they're all kind of on equal footing well it's like well the other thing too is jack reacher is you know like he's the drifter he's like doesn't have many money he has so much of an identity yeah you know he's got he's got still got a scrap whereas here is kind of like he's taking care of yeah he's got everyone taking care of him that's why i'm like you got that's why i'm saying I feel like you got to kill off one of the four yeah. earlier on. Got to create some problems. You got you got to really put them in a bind or something like that because because right now there's when I boil it down to something really simple at the simplest if you made it this far is I don't feel any tension and I don't feel any stakes. So <laughs> when you don't have those qualities, which is like the driving force, the most basic driving force of any television other than like right now all i got is um baseline likability for everything and nothing is egregiously bad he <laughs> so. needs to go talk to the gun guy more so we can have any other character who's just like a person in town yeah <laughs> sure yeah, yeah that was one scene that That's kind fun, of yeah. reminded me of of some of the lovely types of character moments reacher can provide and I mean, not that it's the best well, one, but yeah. well, that's why I like the scene with him being arrested and the cop because um, yeah, that puts him out of his power position, and it's a it's a game of power dynamics again, and and it's fun to see the cop actually arise as a character that we can like and trust. Yeah, and that was a and nice diversion yeah. where I thought he might have just been another bad guy following as well, or he could have been a crooked cop. Yeah, and so I, but I'm like, oh, I really believe this guy is as a good guy. Yeah, and I like the the guy, the AM guy that are chasing around the country, sort of, but I feel like because he is also a type, a trope of, like, you know, calm, collected, laconic hitman guy, I feel like that, again, you need some contrast to really sell that so that it doesn't yeah. just feel like a born, you know, pull or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. They got all they need to, to cook with. I just hope that they... They kick it up a notch. Yeah, for real, man. Emerald Lagasse. Put some more seasoning on this. It's a very workmanlike meal right now. All righty, guys. We'll leave your thoughts down below. What'd you think about Jack Reacher season two premieres? Uh, much love to everyone. And um, no, let's keep going, at least for yeah. our end. We'll, I mean, I'm Excited. sure there's a lot of people who really love it. And still looking forward. Uh, happy you do. So let's see what it's like uh, going with open minds as the season progresses. We'll see what goes on. Thank you guys so much for being here. We'll talk to you all soon. <laughs> all right, John, pick a name. Ooh, <laughs> name. ooh let's do this thing. Uh, let's let's do Anissa Oliva. Anissa, you know what you're getting for Christmas this year? Ooh. Anissa, you're going to get two first class tickets. <laughs> to Houston. Yes. That's right. 
You <laughs> via the <laughs> Dallas Fort Worth airport. <laughs> Where did she live in Texas? This oh, joke goodness. would be. I would have landed this perfectly if I remembered specifically what city. The only like. the only city that I associate people I know with living in is Austin, and I don't feel like that's I right. I don't think she's, I don't actually, think she's actually in Austin. Austin. <laughs> she might actually be in Houston. Wait a minute. She. she well, she got us that sand. You remember that? The bottled sand, which I have on one of my shelves. I don't know where your bottle is. Uh, it's right there. Oh, then let's... Maybe that is from her sacred homeland of uh, Port Aransas, Texas. Or maybe she just took a trip to Port Aransas, Texas. You know what you're getting for Christmas? <laughs> a take-two. You know? <laughs> and on your take-two, you are going to be getting a mannequin of John Humphrey. It's going to be like one of those wax museum ones (laughs) of John. Yes. And uh, we will keep it at your nearest Arco gas station. Oh, yeah, with the dinosaur. Always in the bathroom that way with the dinosaur. Don't they have a dinosaur? No, I'm I'm thinking of a different station. Or the Pegasus. Either way, the gas station bathroom. Take three. You know what you're getting this year? A Merry Christmas. A Merry Christmas, <laughs> a Feliz Navidad, and a Happy New Year. And a good time with your family. <laughs> Prospero and yo e Felicidad. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Anissa. We miss you. We hope to see you out here again in Port Aransas. Is it Aransas or is it Aransas? That's the problem. States have messed all this up for me. And only me. Take four. Thank mm-hmm. you.